All right. Hey, everybody. Hey, Paul. How's it going? Good. You? I'm very good. Uh, just got off two weeks of little craziness at home where everybody got the flu. Uh, I finally have a home with no sick kids in here. That's amazing. Weeks, no sick kids. Uh, On that note, I've got uh, a sick kid. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But both my kids have been sick three times since September. Anyways, we won't talk about that. That's not why we're no, here. We're not here. Well, maybe we are. I don't know. Who knows? But we'll see how things go. Um, obviously, this is we're recording this on December 1st. It's, you know, we're planning for the end of the year. Most people are. By the time uh, we post the show, it'll be the, either be uh, first week of December, second week of December type of thing. Um, so planning for 2023 I, I, is obviously always a big thing. Planning for the upcoming year is always a big thing. Uh, there's always a lot of parties involved. Um, you know, there's obviously the executive teams and the financial teams and all that stuff, which coming in with their, you know, bottom, uh, top down. And then like some companies have a bottoms up as well in there. So it's always an interesting time at the same time, you're trying to fit it off the year strong. So it's always definitely an interesting time of year for everybody. We also know that it's a, uh, you know, maybe slower period for a lot of organizations, right? People are starting to head off on vacation and, and whatnot. Um, whoops sorry so then my i got a phone call on my phone my phone fell off um so let, let, let's stick to the sales side so first we're going to talk about more about like on a practical level how should executives sales executives or sales leaders plan for next year and then we'll talk about how to operationalize that in your system in your crm and you know all your other systems if you will so paul how does a sales leader plan for 2023 well, there's two there's two plans, right? There's the plan that you want your team to execute, right? So you're let's say you're a leader uh, of a large company or a small company or a medium company, you've got expectations on the revenue that you expect from that team in the following year. Mm-hmm. And then there's also your plan as to what you're going to present to your 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 executive team if you're not right at the top. But right. these two plans should be pretty similar, right? They should feed each other. So let's talk about how you plan for your team first, how you get your team to execute what you want them to do. So the first thing I think that's the most important, and you heard me say this before, so I'm not saying anything new to you, but you've got to get the team buy-in, right? So Whoever it is, if you're at the executive level and you've got directors beneath you, or if you've got VPs beneath you, or you've got managers beneath you, those people have to execute a plan that they believe in. Now, what often happens with companies is that we impose a plan on them. We say, okay, this is how much I want you to sell this year, and this is the kind of clients I want you to go and get. Now, go and do it, right? Right. And what do I mean by get the buy-in is that you've got to understand what motivates these people. So really what mm-hmm. you should be asking them, and I've got one leader that did this with me many years ago, and it was great. Is he said, Paul, when I was a rep, he said, you put together the action plan that you think is going to have you give you success this year. And I want to see the action plan in your words and what it is that you need to do, what are the actions you need to take. And when I say actions, I mean calls, meetings, clients you're going to talk to, you know, important clients, whatever, your approach, your plan, your strategy to have that success. 
And the thing that's really important here is, of course, you're going to guide them. You're going to say, these are the kinds of things I want to see. But you've got to say to them, you guys are going to put it forward. Hmm. And that, that's the easy part, right? So they're going to put it together. But the most important part is, and this is where a lot of leaders forget to do it, is now put that plan together. But tell me what that plan allows you to do, Paul. When you are in that seat doing these things, what does this plan allow you to do? How does it help you advance your career if that's what you want to do? How does it help you open certain kinds of clients if that's what you want to do? How does it help you put money aside for what you want to do if, that, what it wants, if that's what you want to do? How does it feed you? Because if this plan doesn't feed you, Paul, it ain't going to work. Mm. And so leaders, I believe, need to do, these, do this with their team, so their managers or their VPs, whoever it is. And the VPs and managers need to do this with their team. In other words, it's got to come from you. Yeah, from you, so, the rep. From you, the rep. Of course, you got to give them guidelines. You know, I want to see meetings. If they come in with a, you know, a terrible plan, you can say, well, look, I respect yeah. you. this works for you, but it's not going to work for the company. You right. Know? right. You, you, yeah, you need, so then you readjust and then you negotiate what needs to be done so that the person, the rep arrives at their results or the manager arrives at their results and you arrive at your results. Mm -hmm. The big mistake a lot of companies do is they say, magic one, this is what you've got to sell. These are who you want to go and get it. And they never achieve their, they never achieve their targets. Or if they're really lucky in 2021 or 2020, they'll achieve their targets. And it was sort of like a magic one, you know, oh, we didn't have to sell anything this year. People, the phones were ringing off the hook. Yeah, well, that ain't going to happen very long. Yeah. But I think it's also, you know, I mean, obviously it's got to be tied back to reality, right? Like, which is like, you know, if, if your goal is to do, you know, one meeting a quarter, I mean, assuming that you're not like selling like multi-million dollar deals, obviously, but, um, you know, but if you're selling like, let's say a $3,000 deal and you're hoping to have like one meeting a month or a quarter, like that's obviously not in line with the reality of the business either, either, right? Exactly. I mean, that's the whole thing right here. So I'm just going to close the blind here. It's very, very sunny in here. Um, th that's the whole point is that when you ask that person to put the action plan together, you're going to see if they're realistic or not, but right. you have to give them the chance. If you don't mm. give them that chance, then they may come up with something that's super creative that you love that can be achieved. That's wonderful. Now that's mm -hmm. where the negotiation happens, right? So like you said, the com person comes back and says, well, I'm going to do one meeting a quarter and you're going to say, well, that doesn't work. Well, you're also going to see the motivation and where they're coming from and why they want to do it that way. Mm. And That's if, right. for example, let's be more realistic. Let's say in your mind, you know, you're a leader and you expect 15 calls a week from your salespeople. In your mind, that's the wonderful number that you think they need to have their success. And let's right. say, let's say 90% of the team comes back with 10 calls a week. Well, then you got to ask yourself, okay. Is it me that's off the mark here? Is there something I'm not considering? Are they overloaded with administrative work because we've changed all their processes and they can't do their mm -hmm. job? Okay, maybe I need to go look at operations. <laughs> you, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So that's where the negotiation comes in. Or are they just, you know, not realistic? And then you mm -hmm. might show them something different. Hold on, what's going on in your calls? Why are you spending four hours on each call? You know, maybe the calls could be different. So it opens up conversation and it includes the person who you're going to hold accountable to their plan. Hmm. And, and to me, if you don't do that, you're just lucky if 
you achieve your goals because you don't know the true motivation of that sales individual. You know, you and I are always mm -hmm. talking about find the motivation of your client. Yeah, you have yeah. to find the motivation of your client. But if you don't know the motivation of your team, you can't go any further. Right. Yeah. I'm talking a lot, Fab. No, but I mean, it's, it's in fact, obviously you have the experience on the sales side of things, which is, which is key. And I find that really interesting because, you know, what I see a lot is, is, is the opposite, really this top down, you know, that's it. And I mean, there's some bottoms up stuff that, that's, that's, that I'm starting to see as well, which is interesting. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, like it's, it's just top down, just it doesn't work. Like it, it might've worked like back in the time when, back in the day when people had maybe less choice, less option, and it's just how it was expected, or maybe business was good, right? You're in a, a 10 year boom of like, well, yeah, like these targets are definitely achievable or, or whatnot. But um, I I like what you're seeing. Cause I, I liked also what you, how you answered what, when I said like, what if they're coming in like under, uh, you know, like, yeah, and that, yeah, that could reflect two things. Either one, your expectations are out of whack or two, um, maybe their motivation isn't there and there's something to work on. Well, let's make it really close to home. Let's say they didn't set up their HubSpot properly and they have no clue how to do it. And their HubSpot's taking their reps five hours a week because, you know, no one's been smart enough to set it up properly. Well, then that's a problem, right? So then if yeah. you go and set it up properly, then your HubSpot becomes a sales assistant to become something that facilitates your sales. It helps you as a rep be better rather yeah. than, than something that you see as being a burden. So that, that, that's yeah. a perfect example. So, and that's the responsibility yeah. of the leadership team to, hey, you need to take the time to set your CRM up properly or else it's going to be a burden more than, 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 than help. And that's why guys like yeah. you have a job. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what's interesting. And it's interesting more on a personal level. Like, uh, you know, obviously I'm a HubSpot partner and that means I have an account manager at HubSpot that, you know, I use them because I'm all by myself as a kind of a de facto sales leader, right? Like somebody that I have a weekly meeting with them and we kind of go through opportunities and stuff like that. And uh, I got really busy end of last year into like maybe the end of the summer uh, and then decided to take a bit of a, a breather after that. And then I was like, okay, now I need to get back into biz dev mode, quote unquote, um, which, you know, we could argue I should have never left and you should always be building your pipeline and blah, 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 blah. But hey, I'm one, one person and at some point you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do. And, and that's exactly what he did. He's like, okay, well, what do you wanna do to achieve well, first of all, what do you want to achieve? What does it mean to be back yeah. into business dev yeah. mode? What do you want to achieve? So I, yeah. I came up with some objectives. He's like, okay, well now what do you want to do to, to get that. So I was like, okay, well, I want to be, you know, I want to post content on LinkedIn once a week because I, I know there's a correlation between the amount of content I post to the number of leads I get, uh, inbound leads I get. I want to connect with more executives on LinkedIn and I want to do, so I want to do like two LinkedIn connection messages or messages a day. And I want to do, let's say, I think it was one or two discovery calls a week, like something like that. I, mean, I don't remember the exact numbers. And uh, and that's so helpful, right? Because then you know, and I, on top of it, like I have my weekly call with with this de facto sales leader, and I know that I'm every Monday morning I have to be, I'm gonna have to be held accountable to. So, so what I to, promise to your I'm own plan, do. you're gonna be held accountable to your own plan. So you don't feel it's it's interesting though. But you gave him the magic wand. You said, yeah, you know whatever his name is, Jim. Jim, you're gonna hold me accountable to the plan that I built, and that's that's how it has success. Yeah, that's how. Yeah. It, because you want to succeed because it means yeah. something to you. Yeah. 
Exactly. And so then, and then, so obviously because I'm a, I'm a CRM admin, you know, what I did is that then I went to the, to my CRM and then I added all these in as goals and I had reports that I could see on a daily basis, like where I was on my like LinkedIn messages goal. And I would see how, where I was in terms of my discovery call goals and, and all that stuff. So that when I could, when I sit with him every morning, I, it's or not every morning, sorry, every Monday morning, then I knew exactly where I was stood ver, versus my goal. And, and that's what's helpful. And I feel like, you know, if we switch to more of an operational side of the discussion, I think that's where you, I see a lot of um, things falling through, right? I think on the one hand, the, the objectives come top down, which doesn't get very motivating for a lot of, I mean, some reps are maybe motivated to like they're, they want to please and they want to please their boss. So they, they do what they need to do. Um, but I think others disconnect from that. Uh, so I like what you were saying about the bottoms up more like, Hey, here, it's kind of almost here are our targets for next year. Like how, how are we, how are we going to, how do you want to achieve that type of thing in terms of financial targets? Can, can um, I interrupt you there? I, I want to challenge you on something because yeah. it's to me, it's neither bottoms up top down because okay. i see it as if it's just top down then you're just lucky right yeah. you're just lucky because you you threw them a number and if the economy works and you're you're just luckily lucky that they're motivated if it's just yeah. bottoms up it's like well maybe that person's not as realistic as they need to be in what we need to achieve so it really has to be a joining of both right it, it has yeah. it's really a conversation and what happens is that you know shift the paradigm and, and instead of being top and bottom, put it as side to side. Right. So it's two people who have an objective that need to agree on what it is that's going to bring the company success. And, right. And, and what I mean by that is that your leader has to listen to the individual and the individual has to listen to the leader. And if I can give for a second yeah. a really human <laughs> example that a lot of people can relate to it's when you have children when you have children you're in a position of authority and you want your children to do certain things you want them to do well in school you want them to do well in sports you want them to clean the house whatever it might be you want them to be good kids yeah and a lot of parents are top down and we, we all do that at one point you know we tell them you gotta do this you gotta do that girl you know and sometimes it works you know but most of the time it doesn't work for long particularly if you've yeah. got a kid who's not motivated in school and they're not doing well, then you, you've got to really say, well, what's, what's, what's your motivation? Why aren't you happy in school? What is it that's making it that you don't want to do this? That yeah. way you'll understand the reality and then you could be a better leader. You could be a better parent because you can say, you know, okay, so you really, you know, let's bring it back to sales for a second. So, you know, you really feel a certain insecurity in this type of account that we're asking you to grow. So, okay, we'll give you a little bit more training there or we'll, we'll work it. And, and, and if you, and how to operate? How to operate? Operationalize. operationalize. Thank you. Um, is that you know once you once your your rep has built the action plan and the leadership has agreed to what that action plan is, then the leader is holding you accountable exactly like that guy. But it wasn't a top down or just a bottoms up thing. It really was a side to side communication. Yeah. And you have to see it that way. In those conversations, there has to be respect. It can't be, I expect you to do this or else mm. you won't get where you want. You know, and I, and I, it's funny because I did, sorry, I'm talking a lot here, but you really lit me up on something. <laughs> <laughs> I did a LinkedIn post last week on accountability. And I had one yeah. guy saying, 
sales reps need to be accountable. They should be accountable. You need to hire the right people. I didn't get any huge thing on LinkedIn. I didn't want to go there. But really, in today's market, and even in the market of the past, if you're just hiring someone and beating them over the head, hoping they're going to achieve something, like you said, some people want to please so much that they'll do it, right? They'll just do the work. But you have a few golden nuggets in the rough or diamonds in the rough that you're not letting uh, explode to their full potential because mm. you're not having the right kind of conversation. And that's really right. easy to tweak. And it's, yeah. not, it's not that you're being a weak leader. It's that you're being an attentive leader who's being consultative. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, and you're right. I think it's... I mean, I, I've seen that too, right? I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm usually a fly in the wall in those types of meetings where, um, you know, I've heard leaders being like, oh, these reps should just be motivated, right? They're getting commission. Like, I don't know why. And, you know, I mean, it's not my my role there, but my role there is to help them build a system that that works. But but you could definitely see there's cracks in the role. Well, if, if that's if that's the thinking of the leader, if that's you as a leader and you're thinking like, my team should just be motivated, I think, you know, there's a good indication of where the problem on the team lies, really. Um, especially, well, I don't know, especially, but definitely in in startups where they tend to hire a lot of young salespeople, like straight out of school or not even in school, um, trying to figure out what they want to do. Sale, they're not technical, so sales seems like a good place to start. Uh, you know, they need a lot of support, right? Like, it's just they need a lot of support, a lot of training. You know, these are not like 30 years in the field. Like, these are net new. Like, they'll need like sales methodology training. They'll need a lot of coaching and mentorship even um, and stuff like that. So that's a but, really but, good, that's a really good point, Fab. And and anyways, I'll, I'll let you finish your point there. But let's come back on that because a lot of people expect too much from people without giving them training or coaching yeah um but that's it so to me i think with what i see a lot and the, the first you know the first pitfall is, is what we were just mentioning this kind of top down bottom down maybe side to side uh goal setting uh on an operational level what i see is like then it just doesn't get tracked right okay jeff you told me you're going to do 10 calls a day, right? And we agreed like with where the business needs to go and where the business fees need to be. And like, I think if Jeff does 10 and, you know, maybe Samantha does 15, like whatever objectives they came to us with is like, okay. And then the, the leader goes off and like job done, right? Um, what they're not doing is taking the time to then track that because it makes sense you know, December 13th, right? Right before you head off for the holidays. Like, great, we're, we're ready for next year. January 2nd or 3rd, whenever you head back to the office, we'll hit the ground running and we're good to go. But then it's all forgotten, right? Because then life happens, right? The economy goes up, the economy goes down, uh, reps quit, new reps come in, uh, company change, you know, and, and come even February sometimes, March, you've forgotten all about those targets right because it's like the crunch for the end of the month well maybe there wouldn't have been a crunch at the end of the month if you had kept your reps accountable to their objectives and so what i always encourage sales leaders to do is that then take those objectives or those goals that these reps have set for themselves in an ideal situation and and track them right like you have to be able to see that in your weekly meeting with Jeff and Samantha and whoever, like, okay, Jeff, like you said, you do 10 calls, right? But this week you're at three, you know, like 
can't start the week off like you can't start the year off like this right like what's going on and you can dive deeper and then obviously yeah, yeah or what's going on. on but i i would even go to i totally agree with you fab and i would say that if your action plan is not properly tracked and not properly operationalized it's useless <laughs> It is, you know, it is. You just write, it's like writing a bunch of numbers on the board saying, okay, go do this. And then if your managers or your leaders, no one holds you accountable to what you, you, you did and, and you just end up doing what you want. Well, okay. It was a fine exercise and, and, but you're not executing. It's like, it's like designing a great car and not putting it into production. Well, the only yeah. way to put it into production is to operationalize it properly and have it in your CRM and do it properly. But did yeah. you and if you're feeling that you're twice and it didn't mess up. Nice, good job. Um, but that's it. And then if, if you feel you can't track the goal, then you have to make sure that this is a good goal, right? Like if somebody's saying like, I want to have better conversations with people, then okay, but but what does better conversation? And maybe better conversations means I need to be able to run better discovery calls. Okay, fine. Like let's let's look at what's in the CRM that allows it to indicate that you have you're having better conversations. Like, you know, you have a better idea of what the pain is or what the impact is or you know like and 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 log that and then you can say number of calls with you know critical event discussions involved you know yeah. and, and, and things like that but if you can track it like it's guaranteed within a couple of weeks like it's all gonna go to shit <laughs> and um and you need to to me that's almost the most important part right like you can because you can tweak the goal as you go right maybe like jeff was like well maybe 10 was a little aggressive on my behalf maybe eight's a little closer to what my reality is okay but let's let's adjust it to eight because you're still achieving your financial targets okay eight is good we don't need to do the 10. you're achieving your targets with eight let's continue with eight but if you're not tracking that then just be like oh well this this week i did two because i got really busy and and so on and so forth so and and to me that's part one right and it's very very important so when you're planning it's actions it's it's everything that's moving forward but you've heard me say this before there's three things right so there's your actions for results that is you know to get the cooked bread or the 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 <laughs> the final product which is money in the bank you need your actions which is what we're talking about right so plan of action good crm operationalize it properly do everything properly, make sure it makes sense. So you don't just have these high polluting goals that you don't follow through. That's phase one. Phase two is what a lot of people forget to do is let's say everyone's doing all the right actions and they're following their CRM and they've done everything properly, but they still don't manage to sell as well as the industry standard. Well, the only other thing that you control then is your methodology, you know, sure. and, and a lot of people do not spend enough time on training and coaching right you know they think coaching is why didn't you do the call <laughs> that's not coaching right well it is it is coaching but you know what did you say in the call what happens they don't do enough yeah. role plays they don't do enough simulations they they don't do they, people don't spend enough time training the people in sales you talked about new people before it's so important to to have a playbook to have a, a proper way of making these people, helping these people achieve their goals. You know, mm. we send our kids to school to learn to write and read. Well, that's training. We we, yeah. we send our doctors to university to learn to be uh, good good physicians. Well, that's training. We send our psychologists to to university to learn that that's training. But we 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 tend to forget to train our sales force. 
Yeah, which is and our I leader. Mean, yeah, you, I mean, I think you could argue that with every branch of the business, right? A lot of them don't don't do that training. I think maybe some some that are part of orders, like maybe accountants and stuff like that, have to do some some training to to keep their spot in the order. But um, but yeah, I mean, definitely, I think training is definitely underestimated. And training, I don't know, on on the this, the sales side, obviously, I, I spend a lot of, of my life in marketing. I find training on the marketing side of things becomes very, you know, tactical, but almost in a vacuum, right? Like this is how you run social media, but it's not it's not coaching. It's not tangible training in terms of how to do your yeah. job, right? It's more like we have some training budget. You know, maybe, and there's this new, like how to do TikTok, you know, but like, it's, you know, you're never going to use it for the business. It's just a way of like spending budget really. Um, so being mindful about that training, I think is going to be crit critical. Yeah. And, and, and like in sales and in marketing and marketing, maybe it's a little harder, but you can, you run simulations, right? You try things and you see how, why it worked and why it didn't work and how you can make it better until you tweak your marketing plan your social media plan, everything that's marketing, everything and anything that's marketing to a point where you've tried things and see, and you know why they failed or why they worked. Cause yeah. if, you know, I hate when someone says, Oh, he's a great salesperson. Well, why is he a great salesperson? I don't know. He's just got it. Ugh. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't really help because then you're just, you know, you're, you're, you're sort of winging it and, 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 and you're, you're not lucky. So yeah, tra training's important at all levels and coaching is important at all levels and understanding what coaching is, you know, whether it's in marketing or in sales. I mean, I, I think it's, it's the same thing, you know, an operation, service, right. But yeah. And service too, of course, and service as well. I mean, any, anyone who's, who's client facing or, or deals yeah. with attracting clients. Um, and, you know, and even if we let, let's go a little bit of a tangent here, you know, in operations, if you're making a very specific product, if you don't train your people properly, the product won't come out properly. You know, right. the, the, the good thing, the good thing about operations is you control all the factors that are going to lead to the results, right? Mm. The hard thing in sales and marketing is you only control through two of the three elements. You control your actions, mm. your methodology. You don't control how the external people folk no. affect it. So you need to be really good at the two factors that you do control to ensure that you're minimizing the negative effects from the third factor. If you don't, control. Yeah. same thing in marketing and sales. They're, they're, it's the same thing. Yeah. And so I think that's why it's, it's, uh, I, I mean, I like where you're going with the training and the coaching and all that. I think, you know, we talked a lot about planning for 2023, which obviously involves like, how do you get, how do you help your um, reps plan and set objectives for next year? But, but, you know, the leader in there, the manager, the VP, whatever their actual title is, you know, needs also objectives for next year. Right. And, and I feel, uh, you know, obviously we're talking about sales here, but marketing and, and service as well. They need they need to spend more time, and I feel every year we talk about this. It's like more time coaching and training. Like that needs to be in their objectives, and they need to be able to measure it, right? Like how many coaching calls that I do with my reps, right? And keep track of that, and how many trainings that we sign up for, and and they need to be accountable to that from their CEO or co-founder or whoever's next up the food chain. Um, they need to be accountable to that because. Because that's a huge driver of success, right? Like it's 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 massive, right? And I mean, um, at the end of the day, right? Like Jeff, whatever he had said, ten calls. It's important, but you know, maybe those. What if he's like just 
it's probably a weird analogy, but phoning in the the call, right? Like, yeah, just if, he's like just, if he's just breathing heavily on the other part of the yeah, phone. Like, <laughs> the call's been logged, right? Yeah. So yes, yeah. check. But I mean, if he's not doing what he needs yeah. to do on that call, like then it's the training and the coaching that's gonna help, right? And so yes, the objective is important, but the the coaching is critical so i think uh, as a planning for 2023 as a sales leader or marketing leader or customer service leader you need to have very concrete coaching and yeah. training uh goals there that you can be held accountable to right maybe one training session a, a quarter and you know like uh, you know five coaching sessions a month right yeah. or whatever yeah. and i and i know you and i know like your coaching sessions can happen out of the blue, right? You're having a conversation here, right? Like it's it's a little harder to quantify all of them, but have at least X number of verifiable coaching moments. If you do more, great. Like I would complain about more. Um, I think that's that's definitely key. Yeah. And again, count it, measure it, track it. Yeah, um, absolutely. And there too, that's what I was going to say. You can measure... You can decide what you need to train on and where you want to make things better, ameliorate, okay? So where you want them to get better at stuff and you need to sit down and say, okay, so now let's assume everyone's doing the proper actions, right? They're making their calls, they're having their meetings, they're talking to clients. Now, what is it, how can we increase the efficiency of what is said and what happens in those meetings or how the proposals are sent or what's in the presentation? And that's where you can sit down and say, okay, Let's see what they're doing and let's see how we can get better. Do we need outside training uh, or can we do the training internally? And do we need outside coaching or do we do the coaching internally? And and mm -hmm. th those are basically the three, like, you know, I, I keep saying this, but, you know, you've got your actions, your methodology, your methodology is training and coaching. That's how you make that better. And, 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 you know, in there you've got, you know, in sales, you have to do role play, you know, in marketing, you might not need it as much, but in sales, you have to do role play and simulations because to absorb the training and the coaching, you got to practice it. You know, it's like, I, I can't, sh I, I can show you on a video how to ride a bike, but to really do it properly, you've got to try to ride a bike. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so if I was to summarize what we said in planning for 2023, and I think, I think you'll agree with me, I would say that. You've got to have your action plan. So we've talked about how to best get an action plan, the buy-in from your people to get there, whether they're sales or marketing. And then you have to also work on the methodology, which is your training and your coaching and, you know, in sales, your, your role plays. And if you do those two things and you plan for those things and you operationalize, why can't I say that word? It's not a hard word. Operationalize that, the, those things. And you use your CRM properly, and and you know, you know this as well as I do. You can you can integrate that training in your freaking CRM. So yeah. you know, there's a lot that you can do to make this happen. So if you plan this properly, you'll get the lift that you're hoping for because you're doing you're putting everything on your side. Yeah. Um, and of course, yeah. if we're talking planning to at a higher level, so we're talking very much here on how to get the salespeople in the market, people do what you want, but we also quickly probably should talk about, um, you know, your structure. So who's on the team and how to make sure your team is properly structured. That's something you should be planning as well. What, what growth am I expecting this year or what attrition and how do I yeah. deal with that? And that's something you need to think about as well.
But yeah. you, you know, and there too, if you know your people well, you're going to know who's a good player and who you want to bring up further and who you want to work on and who unfortunately might not be a right fit for the company. Yeah. But, you know, that's yeah. part of the, the planning too. Yeah, I like it, Paul. Um, let's 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 close the books on this one. Uh, I have a meeting coming up also, so um, I like what you said. I think for goal planning, for rep goal planning, the sideways approach, wherever you're bringing in the business perspective yeah. and they're bringing in like the execution perspective, I think is is key. And then definitely building a dashboard in HubSpot with with reports that track each individual rep's goal, so that when you have your one on ones, you can coach them also. On like, and I also identify pain points, right? Like, why why can't you do those 10 calls of, well, you know what? I have no leads in the CRM, right? Like, well, okay, we didn't take into account prospecting or, you know, like then we could go see with the marketing team and we can, it, it allows you to identify very specific pain points yep. to solve. Um, so I think if you have those two, you're, but you're right, there is a whole team dynamic planning in there that we didn't discuss, but uh, and on, on, on leadership level is like include coaching and training in your accountability metrics for yourself um because that's that's going to be the game changer i think at the end of the day yeah yeah absolutely you know and just a last last little thing there is in your structure if you know everything you need uh talent wise and you're missing stuff then it's a lot easier to identify because you've done all of your planning and your structuring and training and you know where the gaps are it's going to help you in, in, in doing your strategy at a higher level too very much awesome thanks paul Ciao, Fab. See Ciao, folks. Fab. Thanks for listening. Bye.